Are we into Black Mirror Season 6? Stay tuned for a very special sneak peek of our Patreon-exclusive show, what we're into. If you would like to keep up with our continuing coverage of shows like Secret Invasion or The Idol, you can check out weekly episodes of What We're Into over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to What We're Into. This is the Patreon-exclusive show where Roxy and I talk about what we're into. Hello, Roxy. Hello, DJ. You are into a lot of things this week, and I'm into a lot of things this week. Yeah, it's like, I think that in March, maybe, shows were just like every week hitting us, hitting us, hitting us, hitting us. Yeah. And then there was a little bit of a lull. And then now it's like, I don't know, usually summer season used to be just soap operas, DJ, and all you, the rest of you normies had to wait. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. But but also, this fall is probably going to be pretty bleak. (laughs) Because Yeah, uh, I guess embrace it while you can. You know what I was thinking about, DJ, in regards to that? Yes. Remember when the beginning of the strike started and a lot of people were pressuring online, like cancel your streaming services, stick it to the man, cancel your services. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that was the right thing to do. Clearly, I did not do that. I just <laughs> it hurt my soul. Uh, yeah. Even though obviously, obviously, I stand with the writers. Um, yes. I just I kept my services. Do don't you think it's also like? <laughs> I was watching, and we're not going to talk about this till next week, but I was binging The Bear last night because it dropped. It's one of my favorite shows. There's five episodes that I watched, um, like, legit. I couldn't go to sleep without watching, keeping going. And I was like, this is, like, the writing in this is so fucking good. I feel like, like it would be so mean to these writers to not have Hulu, to not watch their show mm-hmm. that they fucking bled for. Yeah. Like. I don't know. It just feels like they're still artists and artists mm-hmm. want their work to be seen. Now, yeah. more, th- more so than that, people want to be need to be able to survive and be yes. paid. But like, don't I don't know. Do, does canceling the services really feel like the right solution for the artist's work? Um, does that question make any sense? You get it does. Like, it does. Conundrum? It does. I think. Listen, I think if enough people were to do it, but I think it's one of those situations where it's like. Twitter is not quite as impactful as we would like to think that it is. So if if a percentage of us on Twitter stopped during a streaming service, a drop in the butt. Like if if it actually would um, galvanize yeah. the studios to react quicker, then yes, good decision. But also, it's tricky for us because it's also our, our livelihoods is talking about this shit. And so it's like, are you not okay? So we're canceling streaming services, and we're not going to the movies, and we're not. You know what I mean? Like. Um, just pay the fucking writers, man. Just fucking pay them. I don't want to have to figure this fucking shit out. Just fucking. And it's, we don't, we're, I said at the top, we're not going to talk about it, but, um, uh, before we went on air, but, uh, you know, there's, there's reports now that apparently, uh, the working conditions and across the spider, spider verse were shocker, uh, not the best. Um, and I don't know for some reason, DJ, to me, that is a shocker, which maybe is a me problem, but like. Coming uh, from, like you're saying, coming from Lord and Miller, that's yeah. where that. Uh, well, apparently, and again, have not finished reading the article, but apparently Miller wasn't really around and Lord was very around, <laughs> was very uh, having artists redo finished uh, scenes five times over um, and just really uh, micromanaging is, the, is what the article saying. I believe it's a Vulture article. I haven't finished reading it. Um, but it's this, it's this tricky thing of like, um, and of course the, one of the bleakest aspects of it is if you read the, uh, blue checkmark reactions to the article, a lot of bootlicker, like, well, of course, if you're going to do the, uh, it's going to be whatever, fuck off. Um, it, because current because day blue, blue checkmark people, not the Twitter blue. Yeah. yeah. The Twitter blue crowd, the people paying, paying for the little, the, the they juice, are paying for the, the juice. worst yeah. DJ. Yeah. Twitter it's tough. Is it's... unbearable these days because you can't, it's the people that the only people that pop up on my timeline are blue checkmark people. And I'm like, I don't okay. follow any of you. 
Roxy, maybe you can help me. I keep asking this and nobody gives me a straight answer. Where are we going? Is in it life? blue sky? Where are we going? Where Where is the not? Because Twitter, I know. like Roxy, I've had to delete that because I had the audacity to try and include a GIF in a tweet. It has completely bottlenecked the app and I've had to delete the app like three, on my phone three slurs? times. You heard about the slurs this, this week? With cisgender? Yes. With, it, it, yeah, yeah, which is not, it's, it's that's not, it's, not it's like, slur, it's, a, it's like word. saying somebody's white is a, is a slur. That's no, what man, I said, it's, DJ. That's it's, exactly what I said. It's just yeah. like, you can't just call something a slur that isn't a slur. That's fucking yeah, asinine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where we're going. What happened to that one place that we went immediately? Hive? Yeah. I'm asking you, Roxy, you think I'm going to know? You're the one that's going to know. Gonna you know? tell me. Why am I going to know? Because you're on the social medias. You're like on TikTok and stuff. You know, if any, if I... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like if of the two of us, if somebody's going to know the new hotness when it comes to social media, it's got to be you, right? Don't you feel like you're the more tech-savvy person than me? Is this a tech-savvy situation or is this a, is this a where are the people? Hive, what do the people want? Tell me what the people want, Roxy. <laughs> I couldn't maintain the level of influx it was getting or whatever, right? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I because I, I hear I think the problem is you and I were kind of like well I get, I think uh, what I'm hearing is you can correct me if I'm wrong you and I were both like I'm just gonna keep here until somebody tells me this is it now well, where's this well, is am the I new Twitter to be the ringleader I'm certainly not fucking gonna be the one who's like this is where we're going <sighs> just tell me where to go everybody I just want to not I just want to not be on Twitter anymore else. I don't want to be on Twitter but like I Twitter's Wait. always been my favorite app. <laughs> So what was my point I was going to make? Okay, so I think the point what I was getting at is like, of course, like people were like, oh, you know, like, look at the work, whatever. It's like, listen, making movies, making this stuff is always going to be hard, but it doesn't need to be exploitative. And then the question is, so are you not going to, uh, when you come to the question of, are you not getting the streaming service, you're not getting whatever, um, it's it's tricky for us to answer because this is again it's our livelihoods. We talk about this shit. Um, so then then we're then we're putting ourselves in the in the and maybe that's solidarity. I don't know. Um, but um, man, I don't know. Just pay your fucking writers, man. We enjoy this shit. Fucking cut it out with the, every time I see a new thing. I've, there have been a lot of deep dives on the podcast I listen to about AI, and it's just so bleak. It's just because it's not it's not anything and one it's not ai it's machine learning <laughs> it's not it's not artificial intelligence that's not what it is that's a branding thing well, anyway we're actually we're going to get in the AI conversation later because we're going to talk about secret invasions fucking ai intro but that's not what we're into i don't know how we got on this tangent is this a show i'm doing with sal roxy if you don't know sal and i big into tangents <laughs> we're big we're big I feel like you boys. and i are big into tangents and i feel maybe like it's actually me it's really me no I think it's i'm me. the common denominator it's me and i tangents, know how but... we got here and it was me okay but listen but also here's what you're bringing to the table you're bringing black mirror roxy you've watched all yeah. of the black mirror um uh made brought to you by writers do they have an ai episode if black mirror does not have an ai episode next season missing out um, um <laughs> Not like a purely AI episode. A lot of people actually are saying that the two last episodes they didn't even feel like were Black Mirror. But you know the premise of the show being that every episode is somehow related to technology. Yeah. That's yeah, like but I've heard, news. and maybe you can elaborate on this. I've heard that that um, I was reading an article with um, the showrunner, um, and he was like, apparently he was considering doing a spinoff series that he was going to call Red Mirror, and then he decided to just incorporate it into Black Mirror. So there's a few episodes that that are them experimenting with the formula that aren't necessarily specifically what were traditionally a Black Mirror setup. Did you feel that? I did, and I didn't, because technology rules the world. So like, even if it's a loose string, there's a, a string for everything. Gotcha. Uh, DJ, there's five episodes this season. I'm going to take a minute on each of them. Okay, you please. That. Do, that sounds okay, great. great. Please do that. So uh, season six, I binged all of it in one night. Do I recommend yeah. that? Absolutely not. It mm -hmm. is The show leaves you, every episode of the show leaves you wanting just to cry your eyes out in terms of like, 
or rip your hair out, I guess is more accurate. Like, oh my yeah. God, we're, we're, this is going to be us for sure. The first episode is Joan is awful. Have you heard anything about any of these, DJ? I feel like the one I've been seeing the most of, it, Joan is awful was, um, has uh, the girl from Schitt's Creek, right? Schitt's Creek, yep. So I feel like Locke that's Henry the one I've been is, seeing the most Locke of. Henry is the one that people are talking the most about, but Joan is awful oh, okay. is the first episode. And it's not just with Annie Murphy, the girl from Schitt's Creek, but it's yeah. also starring Salma Hayek and Michael Cera. Oh, yeah, I've been uh, um, a lot Himesh of stills Patel. of... Gotcha. So, I've been seeing a lot of stills of Salma Hayek from it, and boy, she can still get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that it is... It was a great way to start the season because they really start with a bang. The premise being that, like, essentially this girl, Joan, is doing some fuck shit. She is okay. a, a boss. She's not treating her employees particularly well. She is cheating on her spouse, shit like that. Oh, jeez. And right. um, then all of a sudden what they call – so uh, in this universe, Netflix is Streamberry. Uh, sure. Okay. And, and so she comes home. She's watching an episode of Streamberry, and it's called Joan is Awful. And it's okay. just recapping her life in real time. It's act Salma Hayek is playing her. Oh, okay. And everything she's doing is happening on TV and everybody can watch. Okay. And it's because she signed off all way, all her rights when she signed up for Streamberry in the small print is like, we're allowed to use your name and likeness. And we see you everywhere you are because we have technology everywhere. And oh, she's shit. like the test subject for this essentially. Yeah. So that's the premise of the first one. And like, so then, you know, she plays around with that. So she starts making Selma Hayek do fuck shit like mm -hmm. that Selma's going to be pissed about so that Selma can stop stream bear, things like that. Yeah. It's really, really good. It was a great okay. way to start this show back. I was like, oh, we're back and we're here. Like, okay, gotcha. yeah, totally. This is great. And also really makes what I think the purpose of these shows is to make you think about yourself too, your place in this world. And like, if I always do think about this and I hope everybody does, if somebody was look watching my life yeah would i be proud of myself mm -hmm. or would i feel like i should lie listen, about that that's embarrassing you know listen listen if uh as someone that grew up baptist ooh, big cornerstone of protestantism jesus is always watching everything you're doing <laughs> but not not jesus because i yeah. i actually jesus i probably agree with jesus yeah. the jew love yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good but yeah. like if you know, if your family, if your friends, if people were like able to see your actions, would you would you come off like a big fucking liar, or yeah, would yeah, you yeah. come off um, like you are legit? Yeah. The most popular episode, I believe, the one that's freaking the people out the most, is episode two, Lock Henry. This was a great one-two punch because going from that, which was like kind of more silly, I guess, like oh my god, to yeah. Lock Henry, which is essentially a horror episode um, mm. where they are making a documentary, these two um, actors, neither of whom I knew. So it was like, we went from celebrity star studded to not yeah. star studded. And they're making this doc. Uh, and they are, they discover something along the way of making this doc that completely shifts everything. And mm -hmm. it is so well done um, and yeah. so creepy. And, you don't full, you don't see like it come in and you're just like, Oh my God, this is a great movie. It's a great yeah. one hour movie. Excellent. Cool. The next one beyond the sea, we go back to being star studded. This is starring Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul and Kate Mara. Oh, shit. And it is um, about these people who are in, I guess like in space, but they're, this isn't the right word, but they're doppelganger, like the, I guess, maybe like AI versions of that, the versions of them are kind of cloned on okay. Earth, but they're controlling things from space about them on Earth. I'm not doing okay. the greatest job describing that, but I at think some I follow point, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, at some point, they have to like switch consciousness and like send one of them down into Earth in the other's body. And okay. that person lives the life in the other person's body and it like turns into a disaster essentially. <laughs> okay. And the chemistry between Aaron Paul and Josh, Josh Hartnett and Kate Mara, the three of them really carries this one because it's kind of an enclosed story in some ways, but you're just sitting there like, ah, <laughs> and this, this was good for like the soap opera lovers of us like mm -hmm. betrayal sabotage you know it was very dramatic yeah. it almost felt like a play and obviously aaron paul and josh hartnett are very seasoned and kate mara does an excellent job as well uh it was really really good 
The next one was Maisie Day. And uh, I'm super curious how other people feel about this episode. Um, it was, to me, maybe maybe the most, um, the least Black Mirror of them. Okay. It's starring Zazie Beetz. Okay. So once again, like, it, this show can just get anybody it fucking wants. It's great, you know, like... Yeah. She's a huge get right now. I don't know anybody mm. who's working more than Zazie Beats. Yeah, like, yeah. Holy crap. Uh, and essentially, so this is what IMDb says, because I don't want to give anything away on this one, but it says a, a troubled starlet is dodged by invasive paparazzi while um, dealing with the consequences of a hit and run incident. That yeah. does not give you what this is actually about, because to give you what this is actually about is to give away this storyline. Oh, okay. But this is... This is the most supernatural of okay. Black Mirror. Uh, the reason I think it's still tech-related is because it's all about paparazzi and mm. um, photos. So yeah. that that might be old-school tech, but it's certainly still technology. Definitely. It's just not, like, cutting edge. We don't have that technology. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a, a little different and more supernatural. And then the last one, which was also similar to this one in terms of it was not fully as Black Mirror-like, is called Demon 79. And um, this was starring two people that I did not know that both were so fucking talented that you couldn't yeah. look away. Essentially, this demon comes down and tells this girl, if you don't kill three people, mm -hmm. the whole world is going to end. Okay, so knock in the cabin type situation. Yes, um, yes, but she's the only one and she doesn't know if he's real or not. And um, then there become rules about the people that you're allowed to kill. And okay. it's uh, they did an amazing job with it. This one, technology was very, very like thin line on it. I would say she, we see people use certain technologies at some point or like, um, yeah, it's it's very loose. So I would say okay. that this is this and the other episode four and five are like the two that you're talking about where he, we really experiment with doing a different format. This gotcha. kind of felt more like if American Horror Story did a mm. season spinoff with demons, this yeah. kind of felt like that. It was very well done, but less Black Mirror-y. Gotcha. And so where in, in, in uh, the hierarchy of Black Mirror, where does the season fall for you? Is it, is it as good as every other season? Yes. Maybe a little... Okay. Yeah. They're all fucking great. If you had to rank the five episodes right now on the spot. I think favorite. that Locke Henry was my favorite. Then Joan is awful. Then Beyond the Sea. Then Maisie Day. Then Demon 79, probably. Okay. But I genuinely didn't dislike an episode. Great. Great, great, great. Should I? I've only checked out a handful of Black Mirrors. Should I That's check the out the best part season? about Black Mirror, DJ, is that you yeah. really can watch any of them. Um, it, none of them are related at all. I'm really curious what you would think about Maisie Day, but I think that the one to watch this season is Locke Henry. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see if I've got time because, Roxy, while you're watching Black Mirror, I'm also watching things. And, what are you uh, the past week, I watched a couple movies. I watched the new Wes Anderson joint, Asteroid City. I can't believe um, I haven't seen this. Everyone's talking about this, DJ. I need to know, how is it? It, it? Listen, I think in the canon of Wes Anderson, not one of my favorites, but even a, not one of my favorite Wes Anderson is still one of the best movies I've seen this year. I really, uh, it's, and I know, <clears throat> I listen to like a lot of film podcasts. And it's really, it's become very trendy to bag on people like Wes Anderson, Quentin Tarantino and stuff like that. And the impression I always get is uh, from a lot of like, I guess film Twitter is kind of one of those like, ah, oh, I don't like Marvel movies because they're not, they're too generic. And then like, I don't like Wes Anderson movies because they're too specific. And it's like, well, fucking, what, what, what are we Pick doing, one. man? Like, yeah. uh, um, what's, the, what's the general premise of this though, DJ? I don't know. A little bit tricky. So okay. so I will, and, and, and we're talking about it, so I don't think it's a spoiler. I didn't necessarily know going in. So the, the premise of the movie is we are watching a reenactment 
of a fictional play. So we're so while we're watching, I mean, the play is Asteroid City. So while we're watching Asteroid City, we're also watching a fictionalized making of Asteroid City, where Andrew uh, um, Edward Norton um, plays a fictional playwright that wrote the play Asteroid City. All this, all that segment is hosted by Brian Cranston, um, and it does dovetail into I think the theme of the movie, which I don't need to get into. Um, but I think it's one of those for me. Uh, Wait, even there's though there's a theme I, of the movie that you don't can't get into. Yeah, because we we kind of build to it. We kind of build to what the movie is about, like why we're doing the 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 movie within the movie kind of a thing. Uh, the play within the TV show within the movie. Um, um, that that you can kind of uh, uncovers the movie goes on, and I think the that aspect of it um, is cool. I just seen other movies tackle the same themes better okay um but moment to moment like scene to scene it's hilarious the performances are great like i i just like um i i like the specificity with which um wes anderson tackles his material i think while it's easy to look at his work and focus on the stylistic aspect of it and feel like that's easy to imitate to the point that we make memes and we do ai art of like star wars and wes anderson style i i think it um, only Wes Anderson can really execute it um, um, in the way that he does in, in a, in, with the meaning that is there. So like um, his last movie was French Dispatch, which I like, I like cried at the end of that movie. I was very meaningful to me. This isn't French Dispatch for me. Like this isn't, or like uh, uh, Monica and I just watched uh, Royal Tenenbaums again last night. And that's one of my all time favorite movies. This isn't up there. Um, but like compared to a lot of the other movies I've seen, it's still a fucking Wes Anderson joint. It's still hilarious. The act, the, let me read you this list of actors, Roxy. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at it right now, DJ. And I feel like, is this the most star studded cast of any cast ever? I mean, yeah, we got Jason Schwartzman. We got Scarlett Johansson. We got Tom Hanks. We got, by the way, Jeffrey Wright. I think he's only done two movies with Wes Anderson at this point, this and, and French dispatch. And I think he's, um, Sneaking in to be like a Wes Anderson MVP, he gets a monologue in this. That's fucking great. Um, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Maya Hawk, like everybody, like fucking everybody. Like the poster has everybody's name listed. Um, Adrian Brody, Jeff Goldblum. Um, uh, really fucking funny. Really worth seeing. Um, uh, but but it's kind of like when we talk about like Pixar movies, like. Most Pixar movies are still going to be one of the best, my favorite movies of the year. It's just you know, some not all of them are fucking wild. Oh my god! You know what I mean? DJ. Did you see Elemental? Yes. Did you cry? <laughs> I'm so sorry to hijack your segment. Please. No, go for it. DJ, it's the best movie of the year. Isn't it? DJ. Isn't it a bummer that it's not doing better? It's tanking, which is devastating. Because right. People aren't talking about it, and. I do think it's not great timing that it came out when the flash came out. Not that that's doing well, but like, yeah. if you can see one of these things and I like the flash, mm-hmm. it's elemental. I mean, like yeah. elemental was you, you pitched it perfectly that this is a rom-com, but yeah. also like it's, Oh my God, DJ. I thought this movie was amazing. Lovely. Amazing. Lovely. I went on Saturday night because yeah. you told me to, and you're the yeah, yeah. only person who told me to. I didn't hear from one other person to go see this movie. None of my critic friends saw it. Nobody I talked to said to go to this. You were like, Roxy, you're going to love this. So I was like, on my Saturday night, I took myself to go see a movie. And it was this. And I was like, I hope DJ's right. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was, by the end, there's something that happens at the very end, unrelated to the romance aspect of it. If yeah. you know what I'm talking about, it's a father-daughter thing. I think I do. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's when I was just like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, father-daughter shit just gets me sometimes. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, and it's not and, – and, like, I'm about ready to compare it to Encanto. And, like, I, if that's I had to choose, totally. I'd probably choose Encanto. Like, I think Encanto may be better. But it's that same, like – I love complex. Encanto. It's, yeah, Encanto is fucking amazing. And and I, I like – obviously, I like – I'm so glad you went to go see it. But it's that same of, like, able to – navigate like familiar relationships are complicated like in this in like the 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 and for me for me and now that you've seen it we can uh uh, we can go into a bit more as somebody that has a bit of a temper 
uh, the way they navigate that with the character, I'm like, fucking yeah, man. Like, fucking. I, they... <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, I yeah. think DJ, we're, we're fire and fire. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so, so, so great to see how they do navigate that and like the colors changing and everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that. Obviously, like the immigration um, yeah. themes and allegory is just like, this is awesome. Um, the mixed relationship parts, like not just romantically, but otherwise to the microaggressions that you mm-hmm. see in this that are like, oh my God, this is just like, if I had a kid, this would be mandatory viewing. Yeah. If I have friend like anybody who's my friend i have been saying you have to get to the theater you have to get to theater we have to support this movie we need more movies like this we it's just like come the fuck on this movie was it's the best of the year and i loved air the most going into this i still love air but i really think that this was my favorite movie of the year so far yeah i'm so glad you saw it i'm so glad you liked it it it, i find it and i think i think when you're talking about people not talking about it I think for whatever reason, and I don't know that I can articulate why, people kind of wrote this movie off. And it's like, yeah, yes. but don't though, man. Like, don't. It's, it's actually really good. Go check it out. It's way better. Like, I, I think because p- people are off on Pixar and like the way that people, Pixar wasn't released in theaters and at home and then people don't no. now want to take their kids to the movie, whatever. Like, I did like um, Soul and I liked... Um, what, turning red what, uh, it was in that it was in that like straight to home i was gonna turning red but definitely and then but i was gonna say light light luca. year was it just called light year yeah it's just called light year light year and then luca yeah. so yeah. saw all of those liked all of those yeah they were all like you said they're pixar movies so it's not bad just, yeah. they don't make bad movies mm-hmm. this is definitely the best pixar movie we've had in years Yes. Yeah, I think I might agree with that. I think I might agree with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so glad you saw it. So glad. Oh, please, DJ, please only go. because of you. This is why this show is so great because like, yep. I would not have gone to see it had you not told me that it was what you were into. Well, and same with like when you were back in the day when you're talking about Schmigadoon, like that's why I checked that out. <laughs> Fucking love Schmigadoon. So like, so what we're saying, what Roxanne are saying is, listen to us. We know what we're yes. talking about. That's why you're here. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Kim said, uh, I don't think enough people will understand just how so significant it was when the dad simply said, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, that hit me hard. Yeah, man. It's clearly a movie made by people that understand these experiences. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, have you seen the, the actors that played the two leads? Yeah, well, one of them, the guy that plays the water guy uh, was in uh, the most recent Jurassic World, and I thought, I looked up the actress that played Ember because she was so good in Elemental. Yeah. She was so good. I saw them talking about the movie and the process and whatever, and, like, they're really cute when they're doing interviews together, To Just, like, it was just so nice to see. Who the fuck knows after you told me what happened with... Uh, the Spider-Verse stuff. Who knows how people's experiences are, but it seemed like this was a great experience and I was, it made it even better for me watching these actors talk about it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, what's great too is they're not, is they're not like huge names at this point. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's, I think that's great. I'm I'm glad you watched. Everybody go see fucking Elemental, please. (laughs) It it bums me out that it's tanking. Um. So uh, another movie. So anyway, finishing Asteroid City, I recommend if you're Wes Anderson, I, if, if you're a Wes Anderson fan, I recommend it. If you're like, boo, Wes Anderson. I mean, maybe don't, man. I don't know what to tell you. The, the dude makes the movies he makes. <laughs> I've seen almost no Wes Anderson movies. I would recommend, hmm, Roxy. I think you would really enjoy Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. My personal favorite is... Royal Tenenbaums. Just watched it again last night. And I fucking love that movie. I don't oh even know. God. I thought I'd seen... I don't even know if I've seen Royal Tenenbaums. The only one... The only, I, I remember seeing one Wes Anderson movie ever. Yeah. Do you know what it is? No idea. Grand Budapest? Nope. Uh, Which I don't know it? if I saw. Okay. What is it? I think this is a Wes Anderson movie. Um, we'll find out together. That would be not great if it's not... Isle of Dogs? Is that him? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. I love Isle of Dogs. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Love good. Isle of Dogs. That movie yeah. was super fucking quirky. Yeah. 
Yeah, so love Isle of Dogs, love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Those are just two stop motion ones. I think I recommend Moonrise Kingdom uh, bridging off the elemental conversation because that's more of like a, it's between a couple kids, but it's like more of a, a, a romance. Um, and I know you like that. Um, my favorites are um, Royal Tenenbaum's Grand Budapest, um, the two stop motion ones. Um, obviously like French Dispatch a lot. But yeah, I think I think if you start with Moonrise Kingdom and then maybe check out Royal Tenenbaums, and maybe it's not for you because again, I think one of the reasons I like Wes Anderson is the specificity of it. I like that it's like this person has this way of telling stories that's very specific to his vision, um, and you're not going to get that from other people. And as much as the people want to try, it's, there's something there's something um, very. It, it, it's not a bit. This is how Wes Anderson processes reality. Uh, similar to people like Quentin Tarantino, similar to people like David Lynch. Um, and I really respond to that. Um, but yeah, if you if you wanted to give Wes Anderson a, a shot, I recommend for you specifically, Roxy, starting out with Moonrise Kingdom and then maybe doing Royal Tenenbaums and then maybe doing Grand Budapest. What That's about recommendations. the Wild Fox one? Fantastic Mr. Fox. If you liked Isle of Dogs, you'll probably like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Because that's another cool. stop motion one. I love it. I think it's two stop motion ones. I think are fucking perfect. I love them. <laughs> I, I love. I remember if I saw that either. Because a lot yeah. of these came out when we were young, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Ten and Bombs was I, it was two thousand one, um, and that's not even his first movie. Before that's Rushmore, and before that is Bottle Rocket, and so the, both it those are in the nineties. That I have no recollection of movie like. I when I see movie TV shows stick with me and movies just how a movie makes me feel often will stick with me but yeah that's about it yeah the specificity of it no I get that I get that um but yeah so maybe you'll check them out and you'll be like wait I have seen this but then you'll still be in in for a good ride you'll still be in a good ride anybody in the chat if you're a Wes Anderson fan which Wes Anderson movie should uh, Roxy try out um. So, Roxy, while you were on, the other movie I saw this week that I figured we should talk about, it's circling back to Netflix, is Extraction. Have you seen wait, either of the wait. Extraction movies? You said, and I'm not trying to call you out, DJ, but you said, I will probably not be watching Extraction 2. That sounds like something I would say. That does sound and like then, Yeah. Lo and behold. Lo, lo and behold. Am I about to hear from you? You watched Extraction 2? I did watch Extraction 2 because I don't know if you saw on Twitter, a lot of people were saying like, well, it's great. And I'm like, I had to ask a friend of the show, Lon. He was like, oh, Extraction 2 is great. And I'm like, okay, I have to ask you, what do you think of Extraction 1? Because I didn't like Extraction 1. And is, is this like a Top Gun situation where like, listen, if you didn't like Top Gun 1, there's still a good chance you might like Top Gun 2. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Top Gun 2 is such a, such a drastic overhaul that you might be on board. And I'll say this, Extraction 2 is not that, um, but I do think it has a better understanding of what it's doing to the point that there's, um, do you know anything about the Extraction movies, Roxy? Nothing, have, have these been on your radar at all? Okay. So the uh, Extraction 1 is famous for a couple things. One being one of the few movies we got early in the pandemic. I think it came out of April, in April of 2020. Um, Who are the stars of it? Chris Hemsworth. Oh, is oh, okay. basically the only recognizable name. Um, there's Golshifta yeah, uh, uh, Farani um, plays the other lead. She's great, but I don't know that I've seen her in other things. Um, and Chris Hemsworth's great. He's very reliable. I do wish they'd let him be a bit more. This is very like serious, brooding, badass mode, which he's great at. But like as we've seen, like Chris Hemsworth having fun is a lot of fun. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth cracking smiles and jokes is good time. Um, but the first one has a 15-minute single take. And by 15-minute single take, I mean a 15-minute sequence that is edited together to feel like a single take, but is not one. Um, and I felt that a lot with the first one. It felt very gimmicky. This movie, Extraction 2, has a 21-minute single take. And again, uh, not actually single take, but the audition of what they try to accomplish in, in what feels like a single take is fucking insane, Roxy. Is it this, cool? It, is it well done? It's very cool. To the point where th that, that single take begins like maybe 15 to 20 minutes in the movie. So it's worth just like watch the first 40 minutes. If you don't, even if you don't care, just watch that first 40 minutes to see the single take, to watch the full single take because it is... It is insane, and I think it does a better job of, instead of just being, a, here, we've got this long single take, it really puts you in the zone of the movie and by in the way that it's like, hey, basically, 
this is Call of Duty the movie. Like if you played the Call of Duty video games, this is if we made a movie of that. And that sounds like me being (laughs) dismissive. This sounds like me being dismissive, but it really lets you know like this is the type of movie you're watching. This is the zone we're in. Um, And so it actually serves a function within the movie. Um, Fuck, it's insane. It's fucking cool. This is, it's not like great. Like it's not, this is not competing with fucking the John Wicks of the world. But it is fun, and Chris Hemsworth is a good leading man, and um, I I enjoyed, which is kind of a bummer that it feels like this is where Netflix movies land, which is, it was a good way to waste a couple hours. Isn't that, like, kind of the goal? In what, in, in, in what for Netflix? Yes. In general, I did not walk out of Asteroid City thinking that was a good way to waste an hour. I, I went out that of was thinking a theater about that you had to go and see, you know, like the streaming movies. Sometimes they're re-asking too much of them because Asteroid City was in theaters, right? Yes, it was. Me as a movie guy, Roxy, I I think there's a lot of merit in what you're saying. I would push back on that. I do not think we're asking too much of of movies no, to maybe I be. It's a fair bit to more, ask but that's, not to that's me. <laughs> but you, to say it's a good way to like a good way to spend two hours, I I, that that's- I I I would say, and this is some maybe semantics on my part. There's a difference between saying it's a good way to spend two hours as opposed to it's a good way to waste two hours. <laughs> okay, okay, I hear you. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Joyce says I really liked it. I definitely shipping um, Tyler and Nick Nick in the next one. Uh, and this will tell you how Im- much impact the movie had. I think Tyler and Nick are the two leads. And at that point, I would say, yes, Mike Joyce, I agree with you. Um, Do I need to watch the first one to watch the second one? Fuck no, Roxy. Fuck no. Fuck okay. no. The only thing is, light spoilers for the first one. They end with a situation like fucking the main guy's dead. And and the hoops they have to jump through, they'll be like, actually, he didn't die. It's like, well, bullshit. But okay. <laughs> I, okay. Sure, I guess. I guess that's okay. the universe we exist in. But I would say no. Although now in hindsight, maybe I was being too hard on the first one, but I'm not going to go back and rewatch it. Fuck that shit. I'm just going to say, um, uh, check out the second one. Just skip ahead. Um, Mike Choi says, it's definitely the best action movie of the year. But uh, we had, John Wick 4 came out this year, so that's incorrect. That's the, that's objectively not true. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, John Wick 4 is the best action movie of the year. What are you saying? Talked a bit about this last week, but now we can do spoilers because the first episode uh, has come out. Let's talk about Secret Invasion. we got a couple things to talk about. Um, Before we get to the big spoiler thing, Roxy, have you been seeing the headlines about the intro to this show? Yeah, which I didn't even notice until people were pissed. Yeah, I didn't. I so for those that uh, didn't know, apparently it's been revealed that the opening sequence of the show was created through AI. They're being really cagey about the nature of that because they're like, it was made by AI, but nobody lost their jobs, and we have these artists that did it. And it's like, it's kind of like the same thing. And they're also use. saying that they did it on purpose because of the themes of the show or whatever, right? Yeah, and it and it might be one of those things where a lot of times when uh, what we don't talk a lot a lot about with large language models and AI and machine learning is that a lot of times when you type in stuff to an AI, it actually goes to a farm in like Africa where a person looks over <laughs> a, per- a person a person is involved in that process some poor underpaid person in a in a, a nation in the global south um is having to do with that so uh, sorry ai is a grift everybody but anyway so i don't uh, like everything with ai it's it's it, they're being very cagey about it um what are your what are your th- i remember seeing the intro and having it i'm being like sure fine i mean whatever it's just an intro like i don't and then finding out it's ai i'm like yeah i mean sure i i don't i didn't have strong feelings before i don't know that i have strong feelings now do you have strong feelings about this roxy i don't have educated feelings about this that i know yeah like i know i don't have strong feelings and i wonder if that's because i'm just not educated enough to understand what this the ramifications of this are because yeah people I definitely, are pissed and that might be right yeah i definitely have I strong know. feelings about 
AI and the way studios are trying to use AI to like phase out workers. I don't have strong feelings about this particular intro. Like uh, a lot of people are saying it looks um, like trash and like, yeah, man, you pull some stills. It doesn't look great. Could uh, other artists, uh, human artists have done better? Fuck yeah, man. Um, and maybe that's kind of the, one of the issues is that when you first watched it though, did you notice? No, like, I didn't, oh, but it was like, by AI. No, it just was like white noise to me. I'm like, sure, I guess yeah. this is what we're doing, which exactly. I guess is a testament to it. Because if you think about the end credit, because what, what, what stood out to me is that typically with these Marvel shows, this type of thing would have been the end credits. Like the, the, the end credits is usually where we put a lot of the stylistic flourish. So if you compare this to something like the She-Hulk closing credits with a lot of art by Phil Noto, I believe, did the art on that, or the closing credits to Miss Marvel, which have a lot of like personality and whatever... It's like, yeah, maybe that actually is an indictment of AI because to me, this was just white noise. It's like, uh, whatever, I'll hit skip on this. <laughs> I'm not going to watch yeah, this. Totally. Same. It just didn't stand. I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but maybe if you've got a human person involved. Um, so let's go to the big, if you're not, anybody not watched, caught up on Secret Invasion, spoilers for the end of Secret Invasion. Roxy and I danced around this last week. Now we get to talk about it. The episode ends with the apparent death of Maria Hill. And I'll Why are you like spoilers. Apparent? Just because because like we talked about last week, does this feel like this should be the end of Maria Hill? Did this feel like a fitting conclusion to the Maria Hill of the MCU? Did this I just did cannot this, see a world in which this is not the end of human her. I agree. Because light spoilers for next episode, they really they commit to this. Like it's not there's not a fake out in episode two. No. Like there's the and and we didn't see her. The episode opens with um, Martin Freeman. I cannot remember his character's name. Uh, the reveal that that the Martin Freeman in that scene is a scroll, not the the Martin Freeman's character has been a scroll the whole Agent time. Everett Ross. Thank you, Roxy. Um, and when he dies, he like immediately scrolls out. We didn't get that mo- with Maria Hill. No. It just felt, it felt to me, and I don't know how you felt about it. It felt anticlimactic. Like, really? This is how we're killing her off? I think that when, okay. So the World Girls have been making fun of me all week because of something that I said on this show and what I said. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, which was that I'm not in the mood for this. And they're like, is that Uh your official review? You're not in the mood? That's your review? And it's like, this is why I'm not a critic, bro, because I'm just a person who watches a lot of TV. And yeah. sometimes I'm in the mood for something and sometimes I'm not in the mood for something. And I can't yeah. just chalk it up to the fact that this is serious because I just binged all of Black Mirror and I'm binging and, and that was fucking serious. And I'm yeah. binging the bear. And while the bear is nominated as a comedy, it sure as hell is serious. <laughs> so like, I, it's not that I'm just not in the mood for something serious. I guess it's that I'm not in the mood for this show right now. So it, yeah. it it's a combination of the tone. And I think truthfully, the fact that, Maybe this is a little sti- like me having my little teenage rebellion self inside. But when we saw this, what they were telling us was that this show is mandatory viewing to watch our movies. If yeah. you do not watch this show, you are not going to understand what is happening next because of things like killing Maria Hill or because of yeah. like the giant nature of what secret invasion is. And I don't yeah. want, even though I love TV, I don't want to feel like I have to watch a TV show in order to watch movies. I yeah. like the adventures of blah, blah, blah. You know, like I like, I like She-Hulk. I love mm-hmm. She-Hulk. I like shows yeah. where it's like, look at this character that you like doing their thing. Yeah. Is that related? No, but it's in the same universe. And that's fun. Like this to me is just, it's so intense and I can't zone out at all because I have to pay attention to wait, what, like who's a scroll? Who's not a scroll? Who's dead? Who's alive? What are they doing here? And, um, without doing any spoilers, like the Nick Fury of it all, you know, like there's just, there's a lot to learn and you have to, and it's not fair to say you have to pay attention so I don't like it because I do like the show but I'm just sitting there like I have to pay attention to this and I don't want to feel like I have to pay attention 
I think also, I think you might be, you, you're, I, it feels like you're touching on something that I kind of talked about last week, but I can get kind of more detail here, I guess, is I think that first episode's really weirdly paced. And I think in part because of the, the idea of we're in the middle of a lot of different things, as opposed to something, I mean, Black Mirror is an interesting example because it's not just reintegrating, each episode has to introduce you to an entirely new premise. Right. And, um, and I feel like a lot, specifically the Marvel shows that follow legacy characters like WandaVision or Falcon Winter Soldier or this kind of just dump you in and like, remember all these things? And now here's, and it doesn't give you a sense of like, wait, what is this show though? I, I, independent of the MCU, like She-Hulk did an incredible job of being, being like workplace shit, workplace shit. Oh my God. Workplace sitcom. Boom. Yes. That's what this show is. Great. Yeah. Awesome. I get the I know the key characters. I get the her coworkers, the world, what we're doing, done. I mean, I I understand what the parameters of the show. Secret what invasion, it's like, what hey, oh. yeah, what do you think? Yeah, like also remember the scrolls, they're still a thing. Remember this, that's still a thing. Remember this. Yeah, great. What is but what is this? Like, what are we beyond the MCU interconnected? And I think that maybe lends to the idea, the feeling of that this feels more like homework as opposed to a show that you're watching because you want to enjoy the show. And I, I'm getting a different sense from the majority of people. It sounds like most people who are watching this right now are like, oh, I'm loving this is exactly what we needed right now. And that's dope. And maybe yeah. I'll feel like that by the end because I definitely didn't dislike it. Yeah. Um, and I much preferred episode two. But Same. the... Okay, so this is what IMDb says. Fury and Talos try to stop the scrolls who have infiltrated the highest spheres of the Marvel Universe. Yes. That's what it says the show is. So, like, mm -hmm. in theory, it's Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel L. Jackson working together to stop the scrolls. That seems like a really, like, simple, easy premise. Yeah. But there's just so many other spaghettis. Going well, specifically, it's a it's a difficult hurdle that part of the backstory of your premise of your show is that half of all life in the universe vanished and then came back. <laughs> yeah, and you yes, just have to ex accept your audience to uh, expect your audience to accept that and then move on because it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> and the concept of scrolls. Yeah, yeah, and That's I think I, the other I, background to this story. I wish these shows really. Um, did a better job of like pretend your audience this is the first Marvel thing they're watching go in and, and obviously that's ridiculous but I think that mindset might help you pretend you're creating a show from scratch how do you hook your audience don't assume that you've already got them how do you hook right. them you know what I mean like uh, how do you explain in the in the simplest terms like if this because I the closest thing I can think that compare the show to is something like V um, or some other alien invasion type show. So shape shape shifting aliens have infiltrated the governments of the world. That's a cool sci fi premise. How do you sell that show? And it just happens to include characters like Nick Fury and Maria Hill and da 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 da. But that's the show you're selling, as opposed to well, this stage in the MCU, these characters are no fuck off, man. That doesn't that's it's it, that makes it feel like a homework assignment. That's not going to ingratiate people. I, I I'm with you though, Roxy. I think the second episode does a better job of like, okay, I've got a better understanding of what the villain wants. I've got a, a better feeling of what we're doing with Nick Fury. I've got like, there's a scene in episode two with him and Don Cheadle that I think is fucking great. Um, um, before we leave secret invasion, Roxy, do you think one of our key characters might be a scroll at this point? Yeah. Who do you have a care specific character in mind? I like, I think this person's a scroll. I don't really want to say because I think it's more based on the second episode. I think you and I might be thinking of the same person, and I was just going to say it, but I I will follow your lead and not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell me next we'll, week. We'll tell. We'll tune in next week. Who to find out who we think is a scroll? Um, okay. Before we wrap up this week of what we're into, we check back because Ro listen. Roxy's doing the Lord's work. She's she's keeping up with the idol, so I don't have to. Um, 
where where are we at with the idol, Roxy? How how are we doing? How are we feeling about the idol? Did I? <laughs> I didn't tell you about the third episode where they she's shooting the music video and she's cutting herself, and that's what the whole episode's about. Was that the third or the second episode? I think it's maybe the you third. did. Maybe you told me that when we were on on set this week, because that sounds uh-huh. familiar. Yeah, yeah, that is what happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've had, we've had three episodes. Um, this most recent one is she is filming, she's filming and she, it's the same thing. Everybody's having conversations about her around her for the entire episode. And we're getting more into the cult aspect of it. Um, like the weekend is bad guy, really bad dude. You know that from the jump, but he's like the cult leader of whatever this is. There's still not much more story going on. And unfortunately, this show is now requiring Able Testify the weekend to yeah. do a lot of heavy lifting. And he is not um, equipped to do that yeah. in this role. Um, I don't like to see, you know, a lot of people online, like the, the word on the street right now is that uh the weekend and lily rose depp are horrible actors i think that's so wildly unfair to them because nothing on this show is working (laughs) you know it's not like they're in this amazing show and they're standing out like sore thumbs um the show isn't working because it's you're saying it might not be their fault is what you're saying yeah Yeah. the show isn't working because it's so unbelievably boring yeah it's just so boring. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And so you're asking me to be invested in the characters when mm-hmm. there's no reason to, not in the dialogue, not in the plot. So it's just like, now you want me to be invested in the weekend when he's supposed to be evil. And I don't, and it's just, that's too hard for a non-seasoned actor to play. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that that's, I, I don't think it's fair. Like he's not an actor. He's, a, a performer and I think there could be a lot of roles that the weekend might be able to crush that are yeah. less like you know they're he's playing a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. And it's well, the and weekend. I think, I think as an example, um common um is in that show Silo on Apple TV that I've liked a lot. And I think mm-hmm. he's really good in it, but the show's definitely playing to his strengths. You know what I mean? Like this is a good role for common that uses but his also, skill. Because I do think an he's actor, skilled too. Common's been yeah, I mean, common. Yeah, common skilled. Common skilled. Yeah, common. Common. But but again, it's it's. I think it's uh, the show's doing a good job of harnessing the things that he's good at. Um, yes. And and I think that's a key thing, which is tricky because like the weekend's only other big acting thing before this was Uncut Gems, where he's playing himself, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. To, to the best of my knowledge, uh, I think that Lily Rose Depp is getting shit on for no reason. I actually think she's great on this show, but. She's, it, I, I think people are having a hard time also because she's not likable. Like, yeah, th- none of these characters are likable because they're all so annoying because the show is so annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm just not getting, I'm not getting what they wanted to do here. It doesn't feel edgy. Like, uh, okay, so uh, we're not getting fully into this, but I started the Pete Davidson show Bupkis this week. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. Scene one of the pilot, DJ, the first scene of the pilot is Pete Davidson coming on his mom. He's in doing VR <laughs> and he's doing VR and he's jerking off and his mom walks in the room and he doesn't see her and she comes on his mom's chest when she walks in. Oh my God. <laughs> I say that to say people who are like, the idol is so edgy and so mm-hmm. raunchy and, and horrible for the world. Like, you're not watching half of television. You know, I just watched him yeah, yeah, yeah. come on his mom's chest in a yeah. silly bupkis show. So yeah. I have no issue with how much nipple they're showing, how much sex they're showing. What the, who the fuck cares? HBO. It's been doing it for yeah. years. I just need something to happen on the show. Yeah. I, Anything. The only f- oh, this um, episode, DJ, you know what? That was the second, maybe this episode. We all sit around the table. Maybe the, 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 the music video one. I can't remember whether it's half of this or half of that. It's all blurs together. We all sit around a table, a dinner table. And this is what happens for like 40 minutes of this episode. The weekend's like, 
Lily or Joss, okay, Joss, yeah. like tell us your secret or some shit. And the secret is that the mom beats her, but she doesn't want to tell the whole table. She just wants to tell him, but he's like, nobody, we don't keep secrets from each other. And so she's like describing for a long time, like, yes, my mom hits, used to hit me. I think the mom died. My mom used to hit yeah. me with a hairbrush. And he's like, where'd she hit you? And he, and she's like, on my head, on my shoulders, on my neck, on my mm. arm, on my stomach, right. <laughs> on my butt. Like just yeah. listing whatever it is. Yeah. And he's like, why did she hit you? And she's like, when I didn't do my homework, when I did, did, did when I, mm. bu- 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 when I did, yeah. did, and it's just like listicles of things. And it Great. almost makes it seem funny and it's not funny, you know? And it's yeah. just like, okay, that was really poorly written. Why did we do that? And then like something happens at the end where he's, I can't even tell what's happening. I don't know whether he started, he's like, this is really going to hurt. And then you see her like screaming, crying, but I'm like, what's happening? Is he, I don't know what's happening right now. Is he, is his dick in her butt? Is he hitting her? What I, you, I can't tell plot wise. What, yeah. what, what are you guys trying to tell me? And she's just screaming, crying. And then she's like, thank you for taking care of me. And I'm like, and that's cool. and that's the episode. Yeah, that was this week. I think I literally can't even tell you when one starts and one stops because there's no nothing like, happening. There's no structure yeah. to the show. Yeah, there's no the Kim, it's all conversations. Leonard Kim in the chat says, "I only care about Jocelyn's friend slash assistant. Every else can get wrecked for all I care." I think that's Rachel Sennett's character, and she's a very yeah, good this, actress. This, so the baby girl, and she's fucking talented, <laughs> yeah. and I like her too. Yeah. Uh, I will say the only thing that kind of piqued my interest is I was talking to somebody else on set this week and they mentioned that Elizabeth Berkeley is in the show and I looked it up and she's coming in. And so there might be like a stealth connection to Showgirls, which I watched for the first time because everybody's comparing the idol to Showgirls. And God damn it, the idol wishes it was Showgirls, man. <laughs> uh, because not that Showgirls is necessarily good, but, but Paul Verhoeven. Dude knows what new dude knows how to follow the energy, and so it, at least it's enter, it is entertaining to watch. Roxy, have you seen Showgirls? I don't remember. I know I've seen clips, um, yeah. but I like that's supposed to be great, and this is this. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is insane, but it is very watchable. Uh, it is very watchable. Um, and if they but if they try to sneak into Showgirls uh, connection, the audacity, the ah. Uh, audacity uh okay so that is it for what we're into this week i asked you all what you're into uh leonard kim is watching um silo based on a true story um uh the other two the bear we're gonna probably talk about that next week i'm gonna try and watch a few episodes um before um we talk about it next week uh, they also watch polite society which i watched this week that's on peacock um uh that's a fun movie uh people should check out um roxy you recall that I had mixed feelings on the previous season of The Bear. Will I did this yeah. win me over more, or does, is it? Remind me what your major qualm was. I think it is a incredibly well filmed and well acted show. I think some of the writing doesn't um, like. I it feel like it's written for for. Um, uh, people that um, are like it wants me to be rooting for gentrification. Like it's it's by bougie people for bougie people uh, is is kind of the like because uh, even though he's clearly not the person I'm supposed to be rooting for, I kind of agreed with the cousin. That's kind of like no man, let's keep this restaurant the same. It's like yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> Why are you trying to make you it might so have like a better? You might have an easier time with this season. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right, right. all right. Because it's not, again, it's not, the quality of the show is there. I'm just not sure I'm on the same page with the creators and what I should be rooting for, for the most most part. Um, I will say, without giving spoilers for the season and keeping in mind that I have only seen the first five episodes so that it can definitely change, but the protagonist of this season is definitely Sydney, not, okay. not Jeremy Allen White's character. My only issue with that is, as much as I like Sydney's the girl that came in last yeah. season. My only issue with that is that was one of my other big issues is that she fucks up hard, and somehow Jeremy Allen White's the one that needs to apologize. And it's like, wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, yeah. You yeah. pushed everybody to do a thing. The thing blew up. You bailed, <laughs> and then somebody totally. else. Everybody else needs to apologize to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so it was, it was shit like that that made me think like I, that's not quite at the level of the other things on this to the point where I enjoyed it. It just wasn't I wasn't as over the moon as some other people, which isn't to say that I think other people shouldn't have been because it's still a very well made show. Anyway, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I also want to talk about why you think this show is being released all at once. That seems weird. That's not really a Hulu or FX why thing. Why do you think that's that this how- show what what? Why are they releasing all episodes all at once? That's not really how FX does things. That's not really how Hulu does things. But I think that's a next I had no idea they were doing that. And I was shocked that they did that. And I was confused that they did that. And I was like, what did I miss that they did this? Uh, Yeah. So uh, uh, Mike, we'll talk about it next week. Mike Joyce is watching Secret Invasion, The Idol, uh, Silo Platonic. I need to fucking check out Platonic. Y'all are watching Platonic. Uh, The Blackening. I've heard good things about that. He also watched uh, The Extraction and The Last Crusade. Great movie um in perfect segue into our main topic this week which is uh indiana jones if you are checking this out on patreon stay tuned for indiana jones episode which will be coming out in a couple weeks when it releases um if we release this episode for uh the in the public if you want to continue with our coverage of shows like secret evasion idol or you want to check out our coverage of ted lasso the last season of flash all that stuff you can do that over patreon.com slash only stupid answers and to all our patrons we really appreciate you and we'll see you next time